Hello, adventurers. I want to take a moment to tell you that all our content can now be found uninterrupted and commercial-free on Apollo Plus. Apollo Plus is a subscription-based service that enhances your audio fiction experience with ad-free access to your favorite shows and exclusive content, while at the same time supporting us all as creators to keep bringing you quality content. Please take a moment to check out Apollo Plus at apollopods.com or download the app in your Google or Apple app stores. Again, that's Apollo Plus, your new home for quality audio fiction. Ah, here it is. You there. Uh, Zev, was it? Do you mind handing me that tin lantern? Yeah, that's the one. With a small dent on the side. Thank you. Ah. It's still got the flint and steel I left. <laughs> Let's warm this room up a bit. Uh, can you bring me some of those logs while I set up the tinder? Well... Let's kick our legs up in this den and talk a moment. <laughs> Keldor, you mind starting us off? Oh, not at all, my friend. Thank you for lending your sword arm to the cause. And now with this very important expedition, it will be a few hours before dinner is served, and Zorin has asked me to give a bit of a background here. <laughs> my guess is he may just want me to tell you a story of how we got here. Well, we have a bit of time now. Let's see here. Where to begin? Darkovnia. Actually, <laughs> how about after Darkovnia? And, of course, after we woke up. Uh, yes. The road back to Bemel. <laughs> All Dragons, Season 3, Episode 1, Shield of Faith. Huh. There's Bemel. I remember it now. My legs burned slightly from days on the road. My eyes had dust, skin had cracks, and the smell of the horses and, frankly, our unbathed bodies followed close behind. But all that meant nothing to me at that moment. We were together again. The warmth of that realization mixed with the warm fall sun on my face. Greedily my eyes opened and looked for Benedict, the son and heir to my lord and longtime battle brother Lucilius. And his mother alone of the fair, as dear to me as a sister would be. Oh, how I wish they could have seen us now. My heart truly soared alongside the path that day. Kaldor? Mm. Yes, my love? After Garnet Keep fell, we fled to the old country. What became of the Order? I looked at her questioning eyes. Beautiful pools reflecting deep oceans, I remarked. Again, nothing would take me from this cloud today. Well, the knighthood was already clinging to hope, like the sails of a sinking ship when we served it. 
But you knew that. I headed into Troll, serving justice and, well, actually the coin more often, honestly. Hmm. Troll. Sophie jumped into the conversation. Didn't blame her, being inquisitive. Smart, too. <laughs> Just not the best of decision makers. So impulsive. <laughs> you mean the blood pits? <laughs> what? Me? I startled her a bit with my response, I could tell. Her eyes, though strong, couldn't hide the hint of the chastised puppy in them. Even saw the faint tremble of the lower lip. We've been slowly making amends after I was frankly called out by her for keeping my past a secret. A secret I was still having issues letting go of. But again, together. We were all together. This conversation was actually welcome and surprisingly needed. No, no. <laughs> no offense taken, dear Sophie. <laughs> My laughter set her jaw back from the locked tension I had seen on the face of so many other soldiers. Other warriors. Other friends. Actually, Sophie, I was helping small deeds over the last twenty or so years. Living town to town. Living by the sword. I saw Elevie's eyes soften with my words. I feared what she might say, so I continued more earnestly. I turned my back on my vows to the knighthood. After all, Garnet Keep was lost, as were all of you. Did Benedict's eyes tore into my heart. Did that? Or so I thought. Did you not want to know if we were still alive? Did you not... want to seek us out? Did you just... Not care? That voice wasn't Sophie. The words may have come from her lips, but it was clear it was definitely Zane. I could hear him in the voice itself. They truly had become one person. Braced for yet another hit to my heart. Another statement designed to take me off my happy mountain today. <laughs> no, Benedict. I remember Keldor loved us all. He was like an uncle to us. Well, I felt the blood begin in my veins again, throbbing slowly. My face flushed, almost betraying my fear and distrust moments earlier. Thank you, Zane. I, I mean, Sophie. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I winked with a big smile across my bearded face. <laughs> Both of you. Benedict's eyes relaxed and he smiled. This rekindled that pleasant fire in my chest. I would protect and serve this young man. Hey. Pledging the same oath I gave his father. Hey. I felt Elevive's gentle touch on my pauldron's shoulder. She smiled and, though she seemed to be enjoying the conversation... It urged me to continue almost as much as her words. So you went to Troll? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. A bit embarrassed at the distraction. I heard rumblings. Uh, rumor had it that the Celestine Tower was still as central to operations as before. I could picture the graceful spire reaching to the heavens itself. The Celestine Tower? I always hoped to see it. It's truly magnificent, son. Pride and joy of the knighthood. The steward was, well, 
Last I heard, of course. Lord Alvar. <laughs> Alvar? <laughs> our, our mentor is now Knight Commander of the Tower? <laughs> yes, the same. Remember how Erebus used to hide his sabatons or mismatch them? Or, <laughs> or when he swapped them in a size? Yes, it's slightly smaller. Ella <laughs> 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 yeah. and I laughed, and I noticed the children laughing too. <laughs> they weren't really children anymore. I had no right to call them that, though my heart wanted to. Dear Cordelia, the youngest... I remembered her mother had just had her not three months prior to that, that fateful night. I thought for sure she perished along with everyone else. <laughs> it was so good to see her laugh. The forged fire eyes of Erebus and the raven hair of Lorahana. It was like they were here with us again, too. Well, the Jade Temple and the Obsidian Fortress, of course, still stood abandoned as much as they did when we served the knighthood. Not much has changed there. I heard they guard the way north into those accursed shattered lands. Well, Scott Muir, they, they still guard the way north. Whatever good that does. It's only a wasteland from what I hear, though. Uninhabited. more life in the ghost stories than actually there. The Jade Temple was always just a ruin to me. But the Obsidian Fortress? That was always menacing. Empty or not. Elaviv then nodded slowly in thought as she processed what I had just said. She, unlike dear Sophie, was not impulsive. That's four, but I always heard reference to five. Five? Yeah. You know, the five bastions of the knights will protect forevermore the... Oh, wait. What? Oh, I just want to savor this moment. <sighs> and what, pray tell, is... I know something you don't. About... The nights feels good, doesn't it? Actually, it really does. Got <laughs> <laughs> you there. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we all had a good laugh. Oh, even Benedict, once his hurt pride relaxed a little. Honestly, it was good to let Zorin have that victory. After all, the poor boy had Lord Pallas as a father however much of a father, the man who is dooming the civilized world to enslavement under a dark goddess could be. Well, when the laughter died, I remember Cordelia broke in. Actually, the fifth bastion is guarded by my order, the Ivory Library. Everyone nodded in understanding as we continued to put our feet in front of the other, down the dusty northern road. As we moved south into Bemil, I floated in happiness alongside my restored family. That evening we found our first real beds in what felt like an eternity at 
the slow match in. Not the best place in town, but far from the worst. I knew it attracted a younger crowd, and frankly, that always helped me relax a bit. Keldor, why do you think that is? <laughs> Fine. Because they were unlikely to know me. Everyone had gone to bed pretty early after a dinner of roasted potatoes and flaky baked fish. The lemon and rosemary lingered on our lips. The minstrel that night was intent on playing old ballads. Slow ballads. Not bad, mind you, but nothing energetic enough to really hold the tired attention of most of our group, the younger crowd. One by one, they politely retired to their chambers. Well, all except Scottmere. <laughs> he simply belched and just walked away in a drunken stupor, I think. <laughs> well, finally, just Benedict, Elaviv, and I were sitting at the large table all to ourselves. So tomorrow, we, we head back to Ellington. Hmm. What then? Oh, we'll meet with the Duke and explain what we found, I guess. I suppose, then, see what's next. What of the rest of the Order, or the Trade Barons? We can't seriously expect to be the only ones who are in this fight. I... I know of no other supporters yet. Hmm. Can we reach them? Well, the Order, the Knights, I mean. It's small, but it's not empty, right? Benedict. We've been hiding far away from the Order for so long. Oh, come on! Elevi's voice pierced through the calm evening, like one of her arrows. I, I mean, we... You know well enough we can find others in the Order. You've just been hiding behind that beard for so long, hiding who you really are. The words found their mark as they ripped into my chest. I felt a wave of anger rise, but every retort died on my tongue before escaping my mouth. As I realized none of them would bear any fruit. She was right. She was right. I looked at my blackened armor and faded tunic. A hand went to the beard. A hand bearing the scars of many battles. Proud battles. If you can find him, that man I knew, that Keldor could find any army that believes in this cause. Uh, I'm sure of that. I... On that note, good night. As she left, my mind beat itself against those brick walls of guilt, and my heart on years of embarrassment and dishonor. The seemingly endless wellspring of anger didn't protect me that night. I looked at Benedict before bowing my head in shame. That morning we resupplied basic food provisions and a few luxuries like cured meats and a waxed cheese. Then loading into our cart, continued south toward Ellington. The journey was only three days, 
have felt like forever in my mind. I kept thinking about what El Aviv told me, and for the majority of that time, I was silent. On the last night, we camped out off the road in the grove surrounded by a league's worth of golden maple trees and rosehip bushes. The small creek ran by not too far away before joining up with the river that flowed back through Bemel on its way to the sea. Once we finished the bit of hardtack and jerky we were snacking on for our last meal, I went to the creek and pondered. Keldor, are, um, are you all right? Hmm. hmm. I... Oh, hello, Benedict. Sit with me a moment, my friend. The Night Lord protects us as the Maiden holds us. Is... Is that still true? To you, I mean. Yes. That's what is written in the... No, not what is written, my lord. I mean, do you believe it? <laughs> yes. Hmm. That's my problem. See, if you, my young lord, whom I've pledged to, believes it so. Why do I not? I remember Benedict paused for a moment, thinking. The moonlight off the top of his head, reflecting a ring of light like a dim blue crown in his raven black hair. But, what do you believe you should be doing? To that, often I wonder what, what they should be doing. This I saw made Benedict raise an eyebrow. And a smile crossed his lips. Our faith shouldn't be because we believe they will do anything we want, Keldor. He stood up and looked at me, his blue eyes resolute and proud. It is our belief that they will guide us to do what is right. What do they tell you, my friend? I mean, we need an army. <laughs> well, then let's find one. Good night. Good night. As you went to bed, a wave of realization washed over me. A clear path lay before me now. Yeah, that breakfast was pretty good, Elaviv. You know what? Oh, I missed those eggs. Huh, there's not much magic to them, Zorin. You just have to move them quickly and plate them while they still look creamy. Creamy or not, they're better than those beans we had a few days ago. That wasn't my fault. They were not soaked like you said they were. And I anticipated you didn't salt them. How was I supposed to know you were taking it upon yourself to become a world-renowned chef with nothing but salted, dry beans? You always salt the beans when they're dry. 
Everyone knows that. No, they don't. No? Nope. Oh. Well, I think it was... Elvie's eyes fell on me. I had just taken a deep breath while bracing myself against the unknown. I was missing from the breakfast that morning, having been up early with my new preparations. I now saw everyone else look back at me with their eyes wide in disbelief. Your beard? Yes, it's gone. You... You look like you did 25 years ago. And... Your armor... I'd shaved the beard off, but also polished my armor free of the dull tarnish that I had allowed to make it appear dark and almost black. As a holy knight of the order, I wore a suit of brass to denote the station. It gleamed golden in the morning sun. My cream tunic was scrubbed and bleached. I even had brightened up the faded threads of the embroidery to show the crimson sword and crown of our order prominently over my chest. I looked at my friends in the camp and felt a forgotten fire rekindle in my belly. I saw Benedict smile in silent understanding as we both nodded, now excited to see what lay in store for us in Ellington. Elaviv Hawklight is played by Jessica Ashley. Sophie is played by Sarah Jenkins. Gottmere Flintgrog is played by Colton Jansen. Cordelia Shieldhart is played by Jolene Freskis. Vix the Chaotic, played by Daniel Nichols from the Happy Go Lucky podcast. Zorin, played by Cody Miller. Benedict Shieldhart, played by Brian Dowling. And I'm Mike Ashley, your narrator and the voice of Keldor. Thanks to our patrons. Haley Munoz, Daniel Nichols, Jolene Fresquez, Ryan Dowling, Colin Holmes, Tony Fomar, and Corey Fouch. You too can support the show by joining our Patreon. And we've actually opened up more slots to where you can play in the game itself. Currently we're running a campaign that runs shortly before the events of Season 1. Will they actually run into characters that they know from the show? Or how will they affect future events yet to happen? Stay tuned as once again we enter the city of Ellington and what lies in store for our adventurers there. Until then, remember the oath. <laughs>